Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Ashes of Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan and as ever, I'm joined by the illustrious Stephen Foote. Steve, how are you today? I am illustrious and good, man. Thank you. <laughs> illustrious as ever. <laughs> We've got loads to talk about today, haven't we? We have, we have. There's been some cool previews. With the house, yeah. No, it's uh, exciting times. Very exciting times. There's also been an FAQ, which we're we're not going to talk about this uh, this episode because I think we could probably break it down a little bit over a whole episode and talk about what it means for our, our army plans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think some quite big changes, and I, th- I think it's it, it deserves a bit of time. And plus, I'm going to take all the time up talking about Renegade Knights, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> That's not on the show notes. Oh, no, Renegade Knights. But it is on the reveal. <laughs> Honour through Annihilation. <laughs> I should do that, that sound edit thing with my voice to change it. Honour through Annihilation. That thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. So we've had Black Legion. And what's what's cooler than Black Legion? More Black Legion. Big stompy robots. Yes. Hells yes. to the air. I'm excited. I mean, I've already yeah. got four Chaos Knights, so this is ideal. And having <laughs> a having a four-page PDF or whatever it is, or, or no, in fact, it's now in chapter approved, isn't it? Um, you know, having a chapter approved codex is cool and all that, um, but I'd quite like to see uh, more rules, more stratagems, because the problem with running a uh, uh, traitor knight household is that there's not really much point in doing it when the Imperial Knight Codex is so extensive, has much, uh, you know, many more stratagems, and uh, you know, it's just not really. I don't really see the, the point. You, you run a run a traitor knight uh, household as models, but just use the Imperial Knight Codex. Yeah, it just feels it feel a bit vanilla at the minute. I mean, I think I think I'd expect to see my local club where I go, forty k. There's two guys who just love their knights and they're always smashing up one part of the table or the other. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's right. I think, you know, if you're going to bring them to life on the table, they need their own set of rules and they're in. And and who knows, you know, what extra you know, weapons we might get, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it'd be very cool to see. And they're, they're great models. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're just, they're, they're very timeless, aren't they? And it's, it's, it's cool that they've now got variety in profile. Um, as in physical profile because back yep. when you before the forge world knights started arrived when you wanted to run a kind of an all-night army you just had four very static knights with without much posability unless you really started chopping things up um, they've all kind of got the kind of sort of set leg pose whereas now you've got you can choose from the sarastus forge world knights you've got the the huge big daddy knights you've got the little ermigers um yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. Sweet. I mean- it's like any any army that looks good on the table and you've got scale, you know, you've got the little guys, you've got the big ones and you've got a big centerpiece, then, yeah, that, that's great. I think for me that's that makes a good army on display. But also, you know, I think for me you can play so many games where it's like, well, I'll ignore the little guys. I've just got to take down the big ones. So you just got to weather the fire from everything else. So it definitely gives you lots more options rather than, you know, four of the same well, it doesn't really matter what I shoot, does it? So the nearest. So I think for me, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be really cool. And um, it's interesting, I think, that seeing in the reveal that I wasn't sure, but I, th- I thought I spotted in the um, anime cartoon style reveal for Gene Steeler Cults, I spotted the Ridge Runner because it vehicle that they had in there in ah yes yeah i think there's a little bit of speculation you know what is this silhouette and what is it yeah and i'm thinking right so now they're doing exactly what they want you to do is scrutinize every one of those little you know cartoon style ones now say what's that what could that be what's that in the back you know what what, what's that what's that what's that that weapon silhouette look like is it what i think it is or isn't it so um yeah i mean they're absolutely that teasers so it's, it's great and I know we've uh, shouted her out a couple of times on the podcast, but it, uh, it bears repeating. Um, Laura, who is at Pegastix, P-E-G-A-S-T-Y-X, um, who's the uh, self-confessed Warhammer media maiden. Um, she is, uh, <laughs> she's an absolute genius with these videos. She did the really cool uh, Rogue Trader one with the Nurglings chilling out on the sun yeah. loungers. Um, yeah, all these kind of cartoony ones. Um, yeah, they're just really super cool. 
super super cool so massive shout out to laura uh, she does some great work not only with these videos but if you check out her twitter um she just knocks out like relentlessly awesome models and really freaky ones as well i'm just looking at one of her tech priests now um <laughs> if you're into that kind of blanchian style um, yeah. of madness of the 41st millennium then she absolutely nails it with her conversions yeah yeah no i, I think the team the whole community team and it, and again everything kind of come taking it up a notch with the latest ones for the um contrast series the, oh yeah well, we've had the matrix and conan and all sorts that, that's, of that duncan as conan is yeah i thought i thought it couldn't get better with peachy as morpheus but it yeah. did it got duncan as conan if you watch the uh the hangout on paint with peachy and duncan the, the sort of that was re- that was done on twitch like i think like the week after that was released they're just like what was going on all that <laughs> yeah no he owned it that was great i loved it and uh, but i think you know my background is obviously designer stuff so but you know production values that have gone into them is great they're really really top draw stuff so um yeah and i'm, I'm excited to see what contrast is yeah well to be honest we are recording this on friday the 10th so um by the time it reaches listeners ears they'll all know what it was They'll know more than us. They'll know more than us. So, what do you? What do you? What? Let's talk. Let's talk wish lists. I know we said we wouldn't, uh, but let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. What? Well, in fact, let's let's finish off the the part of the reveals that we know are going to happen. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we. So, Ferris Manus, not Ferris Manus. He's dead. His head's been chopped off. Spoilers. Um, uh, the Iron Father. I'm excited about this because I'm going to paint him bright green. Uh, okay. Okay. Son, Sons of Medusa, yo. Yeah. 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 No, it works. No, that's a super nice model. I, mean, I think for me, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what makes it so different, but it actually looks super practical. Um, do, do, you know rather- what, do you know what I think it is, Steve? I think it's because his um, servo harness thing is more like a backpack. I think that's what it is. It just looks, is it? I don't know. It just looks more... Less, it looks less Doctor Octopus from Spider-Man. Yes, yes. It looks more uh, like a functional backpack with servo arms, rather than this kind of like, you know, "Ooh, I've got loads of arms" thing. <laughs> even though, exactly it. even exactly though he it. has woo loads of arms, yeah, yeah. But but I, th- I think for me, it's um those kind of uh, ball and socket joints as well. They mm. feel quite real. Yeah, um, I did see a load of Toy Story memes yeah, of, of yeah. "Ooh, the claw." <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but yeah no i i, I think no I, I really like it but i think for me it's also thinking it through and the, you know and i don't know there were some jokes about it but the fact that he's obviously got that kit on board and the fact that he's got to stand there and you know and actually anchor that suit to the ground so that he can lift up heavy things mm. with his claw but so he has got chunkier boots and he, he you know otherwise he, he would just get pushed through the ground in his stilettos, wouldn't he, if he's too heavy? Fair so I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why Iron Father stopped wearing stilettos during the Horus Heresy, <laughs> after the famous stiletto stuck in the Istvan mud incident. <laughs> I haven't got to that volume yet. Some, no, so some say it. that's why Ferris uh, you know, <laughs> lost his head a little bit. <laughs> everyone, thought, everyone saw the stiletto stuck in the mud and assumed it was Fulgrim's, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so back on track yeah on really track. cool model yeah he's cool and i'm gonna paint him green it's gonna be awesome I'm, I'm hoping that uh so he's a named iron father so he'll clearly be iron hands um given that i have the iron hands keyword anyway um i think it's legit that i could run him as a named sons of medusa character whatever yep. yeah, you yeah. Know, don't at me um but perhaps there'll be iron father slash you know tech marine plus uh, yeah. For you know, wouldn't wouldn't be clearly wouldn't be other chapters, but maybe like a tech, tech lord, whatever, whatever you want to call it. What are they called? Master of the Forge. That's it. Um, for other chapters, it would yeah. be cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That said, he does have a, a sculpted um, Iron Hands um, chapter symbol on his uh, left pauldron. So uh, perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps it will just be a, a special character, and, and that's it. So we'll see. Um, and then one of the last things from that preview that I want to talk about is, um, and again, I know it's. Uh, Age of Sigmar, hashtag not an Age of Sigmar podcast. Um, but uh, Forbidden Power yes. is cool. That terrain's cool. That terrain could definitely be used for some sort of 
Prospero-esque board. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what people, what the community uh, does with that and turns it into very 40k, which is kind of interesting because when we spoke to uh, Gary from uh, Dark, Fanta- oh, Dark Fantastic Mills, thank you, yep. um, we talked about using his 40k terrain in Age of Sigmar. And that's something I'm doing. I'm, I'm using his uh, forward base stuff to make a Caradron Skyport. Uh, that's, that's totally going to happen. Um, and I just... It's interesting to look at this Age of Sigmar scenario that's coming out. I'm thinking, how can I use this in in 40k? Um, you know, the the Griffhound Sphinx statues. I think they could they could probably go, and you could you could probably replace the heads with Fenrisian wolves or or something. You know, like a something weird and blanching, like a servo skull or a you know like a, a yeah absolutely. three armed thing or something. You know, it, it could be it could be something. You get get rid of that statue of Sigmar, put a Space Marine helmet on him. You know. Turn it into a thunder hammer rather than a sigma hammer. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know the scales because I've not seen it close up. But obviously, we've we've already got those cool statues that come with the honored Imperium set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks so, similar. Uh, He's even yeah. got a iron halo already. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, it seems legit. exactly. I think for me, there's, there's absolutely there's there's that combination of that it can be a kind of a religious site as part of the Imperium, or recolor it. And it's a sacrifice site for corn. Oh yeah, know, with, within Voyager. So I, yeah, I that think circle, it's super practical. That circle also thing has just got summoning circle written all over it. Absolutely. It? Yeah. And do you know what? You could probably get that. Oh yeah, you could. T- oh, I'm getting excited now. Um, <laughs> you can buy cheap wedding pillars off Amazon. Yep. Um, snap them in half or smash them in half with a hammer. Stuff some tin foil down because they're hollow. Stuff tin foil. I saw uh, Tyler Mengel, I think, was was doing this tutorial from Mengel yep. Miniatures. So you snap those cheap plastic uh, wedding pillars, cake pillars, in half, or in two thirds, one thirds for a bit of variety. Stuff tin foil down the bottom of them to kind of bulk it up, and then put green stuff on top of that. And that way, your green stuff is going onto kind of like a foundation. You yeah. know, you're not just putting it over a hollow, and it's not going to sink. Um, put green stuff or filler something on top of it um and then you've got a bunch of pillars so you could totally have that demon summoning circle in the middle of your board and then just have like a, a row of ve- pillars in various states of disrepair leading down like an avenue yeah that would be yeah. cool wouldn't it yeah very cool i think i think for me this is something i want to talk about in a minute but this whole idea of um the world of 40k is is so much more than just a ruined city you know obviously obviously a lot of fighting goes on in the cities you know they and they're ruined because they're valuable strategic sites that need to be fought over and i would love to see more tables for 40k that are I mean, we do see the occasional jungle scene and stuff like that which is great um but i, th- I think for me this this is got absolute legs to become um, or even Dan, mm. you know, bit of green line work here and there, and you've got Necron Tomb ooh, Topper. Oh, that's a good. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. You'd have to do some work on the uh, on the kind of paneling. It's all very, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could definitely do that. I, th- th- there's there's definitely space for some really esoteric scenery out there. Um, to kind of exploit, much like everyone says, you know, Age of Sigmar, the realms, they're infinite. There's, there's there's opportunity there to be seized and you could do all sorts of mad things. The 40k for universe is so huge that you're right, it's not just a bunch of grey and black um, cityscapes. Um, you know, the, there's there's ag- agri-worlds. So yeah. take your, I don't know, your <laughs> French, you know, your Normandy bolt-action scenery with its fields and its wooden fences and uh, and play a play a 40k game in some sort of like agri world you know spice up with a few promethean pipes but you can definitely turn any you know sarissa precision is really good for that they've got a whole range of scenery and some of it's very like their kind of feudal japan stuff just looks very feudal japan but what's to say that there isn't a a culture out there in the 41st millennium that that builds like that and I, I mean, I think for me, that's the beauty of, of 40K is, you know, you've not just got um, different planets, you've got different planets and systems that are at different kind of tech levels. Mm. I, think I'm ta- I think I'm taking that from travel or the role playing games. But the idea is that, you know, they've got a, a different um, 
evolutionary path for the people that are on it. So some of them may well be still very feudal, maybe tribal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, just look, you know, look at look at alt, alt culture as an example. You've got everything from flash gits all the way down to snake bites. Yeah, and that's just exactly. in alt culture. You, you know, you've got the same in you know the, the elder. You've got dark elder. You've got oh, sorry, you've got Jokari, <laughs> I should say Jokari, Eldari, <laughs> Harlequins, and you've got the Exodites as well. You know, so get some dinosaurs on the go. Uh, yes, you said all, dinosaurs. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm down for dinosaurs. All in. All, all in on dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> now, here's something that people might not be all in on. Kill Tim Elites. Yes. And I've seen some incredibly... <laughs> I've seen some various memes uh, talking about Kill Team Vehicles, Kill yes. Team Lords of War, and uh, Kill Team Kill Team Primarchs. So uh, look forward to those expansions. Um, <laughs> which hilariously, uh, when they get posted on Facebook groups, there's always one person that kind of takes it seriously and thinks that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, so Kill Team Elite, Steve. Special operatives in skirmish combat. Terminators, custodies, special characters like Boss Snickrot and Illich Night Spear. That's it. That's uh, a... It's a it's a it's a far shout from the kind of really gritty, you know, tactical level. You know, I thought they were spec ops anyway. That those teams, but it's almost like the the more special ones are now in. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, when the when Kill Team first dropped, I kind of looked at the scope of it and kind of thought, oh, there's not very many models to use, but actually. For me, the game worked really, really well and really balanced and just, just played great at that level. But I think for me, the what, what I like about it is that you can still do that. You can still have those kind of pick up and play games. But we've now got commanders, elites. And I think for me, what that means is uh, it, it, you can choose to just what level you want to play at. What, what I think I think for me, that's just I'm always happy with more options. We're not being dictated to here. So, yeah, no, that, that's good. I mean, you've got to have a conversation with somebody. You know, you can't just turn up. But I, th- I think I think more options, especially how I like to play with narrative, you know, I'm happy just to bring, you know, one guy and two friends and be outnumbered just to see what, what he can do kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And to be honest, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of custodies, so it's, it would be cool to see, you know, a couple of large kill teams take on a, a small squad of custodies. That would be cool. And like you say, it, you kind of have that two-way conversation with your opponent and say, what level do you want to play at? Do you want to have commanders? Do you want to have um, elites in there? You know, you can have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, I'm going to... I have been listening to the Stormcast um, podcast from games workshop but i'm i'm not sure where kill team lives does that live in box games now because they've reworked the studios i'm not sure no the the sort of the inner the inner sanctums of the 40k design series are a bit like the black library or the warp Um, (laughs) but to be honest you know i'm sorry my my point my point here is that that actually i think what may have started out as a box game (laughs) and that it was a box and you just went and played it and you could just add the right models. I think for me, it's spun out now into a kind of full system, which I think is great. I mean, it means it's another way into understanding and playing 40 K, isn't it? Yeah, potentially. I mean, to be honest with releases like this and that they've been releasing on a fairly decent schedule, it looks like it's been very planned and very deliberate. Um, What I think the criticism of elites, and this is kind of where I am with this product is that, I liked Kill Team because I could pick a small, you know, I could pick a box of Orc Boys or I could pick a box of, you know, Eldari Guardians and make a couple of them into Dire Avengers and I could have a Kill Team. Um, adding Commanders in, yeah, sure, that's just a, that's just an HQ model, I guess, you know, use, you know, or maybe just convert up one of those, one of those models that I've bought and turn it into a Commander. Yeah. And then suddenly with Elites, you've got this kind of small skirmish force where I'm just like. I think I would rather just be playing a small game of 40k, but that's me. That's how that's how I approach it. So, kill I see Kill Team as something that I would like to enjoy with a couple of small models, and some people yeah. might love it but want a little bit extra, and they can use this. But for, for my personal view is that I like that kind of real gritty tactical level stuff. Um, so I'm not sure whether Elites is really for me. That said, I will caveat that with 
Death Leaper leading a kill team full of lictors. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> so yeah. after all that, yeah, I just don't really see kill team really being ah, yeah, num, 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 you know. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm sold. So, <laughs> oh well, fanboy's gonna fan. Um, right, so that's that's what previews that we've um, we know are gonna happen, and uh, let's try and get this release as soon as possible after Warhammer Fest, uh, so people can see how wrong we are. What's happening? Yes. What's happening this weekend, Steve? It's uh, it's Warhammer Fest. We've got the two day games workshop um, showcase. Yeah, event I suppose. Yeah, it's a bit of everything, really, isn't it? There's, there's gaming, there's uh, meet the designers, meet the painters, meet the builders, uh, meet get to meet all the key people that are part of it. I think for me, going to these, I went last year and I've, I've been to the open days and stuff. Um, for me, the most fun bit is going to ask people, how did you do that, or why did you end up with this? And I mean, you never get anything secret squirrel, but what you do get is you get your question answered exactly what it's down to it's like you know it's, it's fun questions like you go to the, the you know the scenery team at forge world and you kind of go so can you really just help yourself to spruce to make all this stuff and you That's get like your dream come true isn't it <laughs> yeah where do i sign up <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's no so it's interesting so you know some things yes absolutely they can do whatever they need to do and then other things it's like well you know rather than um you know put together 25 doorways they'll make one and then they'll cast it themselves and make resin ones so you kind of go okay well that kind of makes sense you know that so they, they, they there's lots of different ways of skinning it but but yeah so as as an event to go to yeah you get to you get to chat to the, the real people behind all this stuff and i think for me that that's always interesting and, and, and to be honest they kind of like hearing the feedback you know what you liked you know what worked um you know, I got to catch up at the open day with Sam and talked about Vigilus and um, how much I liked his, his his weather and his, you know, charts for random encounters and random things going on. And oh, don't you start going on about weather again, Steve. <laughs> I think no, that's like the important. best thing that's happened to your 40k life, isn't it? No. The fact that you can have weather. <laughs> for me, it's those layers of realism <laughs> that... And, and, and those layers. layers of cuminolimbus clouds. Just... <laughs> it's 40k weather. Yeah, so, fair for... one. so it's warp storms. <laughs> it's warp storms, yeah. yeah. Which, which, for my abides with absolutely no psychers, was an absolute nightmare. But, you know, the, you just have to kind of deal with it. And I, and I suppose for me, it's um, what those tables bring is, is, is a random amount of things that could go for you, could go against you, uh, could, could make no difference. Uh, but the what it means is it's that uh it's less about being fair it's less about having control it's just about letting the game happen and you have to play differently if it's if you know there's two out of three roles are against you well you know you just have to fight differently you can't do your normal attack you'll have to defend for it so i think i think for me yeah so i got distracted haven't i um uh, Warhammer Fest. Warhammer Fest. Yeah, we've lost you into the, like a narrative narrative vortex. You're going to start talking about weather systems and what sandwich you're going to have for breakfast. So this is Sergeant Julius. He's uh, he's having a tuna sandwich with some cucumber on a D6 roll. It's got some uh, onions in it. Yeah, we did do a resources roll to start with. And logistics is at minus two. So that means uh, cucumbers off the menu. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right. What's going to come out at Warhammer Fest, Steve? Give me a straight answer. There's some things we kind of know are coming. Yeah. We're expecting some more to do with the knights, so that's great. Yeah, um, cool. We did get a sneak peek in the orange box on Warhammer TV for some of the Forge World things now that are coming. that's exciting. That's what, right more, up my street. More knights, is it? More knights. Forge <laughs> uh, World weapon options for knights, including uh, everything between the Ermagers and the uh, Big Daddy Knights. So like mechanical weapons, so lightning guns and things like that, and Volkites. Yeah. Very sweet. That would be cool. Cool to see more of that. Yeah. And I think Uh, they're they're on sale, aren't they, as well? Yes. They are on sale at one What what we saw on on the stream was what they were bringing for sale, so it's not what would be revealed. No. Um, which they said there's more to come. So I mean, that's pretty exciting. Um, I don't know. Uh, so um, 
I think I think we kind of it feels like we're we've had obviously some amazing stuff with um, Black Legion and that and the crazy models that we've come you know we've got with that. Um, does it feel like it's time for something completely new? Do you think? I think so. I hope so. I mean, I think I think I think there's been a just that little bit of breathing space for a few weeks. When was the last so, time we had a battle box out? Was it uh, Shadow Spear? Well, yeah, Shadow Spear. Yeah, so relatively recently. Yeah. Uh, so probably not time for a new battle box. Um, when was the last time we had a new faction complete drop? Well, Gene City Cult was the last big one, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then obviously, so I yeah, think, so- I think maybe Primaris Book Two, Space Marines Ooh. Book Two, might yeah, come out. yeah, uh, or might be teased, or potentially uh, some sort of. I would quite like to see some sort of cool new faction. You know, like like Imperial Militias or something like that. Although then they're yeah. gonna, I don't know. I mean, that's a bit of a long shot. Renegade, like a Renegade, Renegade Guard would be cool. But then they said they're not going to do a Codex for that. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be exciting, exciting times. I mean, so my 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 out there guess is at the open day we saw um, in a blast of the past display cabinet old um 40k slan so the kind of frog men from space back from the sure. 80s so as, as a long shot having those guys re-envisaged for the modern day i think they'd be fairly spectacular in 40k in 40k you're mad that's not gonna happen <laughs> zotes and squats steve zotes and squats go go to one of the 40k facebook page and okay tune, so we have, we, we have the rest of them <laughs> so they've joked about the squat clock and yeah. resetting the clock and they did the same with fishmen and look what happened there well, that's true we did get the iron nathivkin and we've seen some squats appearing in necromunda so that's true that's true so maybe that, that. Could, that maybe that could be Stranger things have happened. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Cool. Right. So that's that's kind of the the mad guesses of Stephen Dan. Uh, yes. We'd like to see more nights, more things, more toys, please. So, what have you been up to recently, Steve? You've been playing some games. I've been playing some games. Yeah. And what kind of games, games have you been playing? Um, so, no surprises. They're narrative games. No uh, way. Because <laughs> I don't think I've actually pointed any of my stuff. Um, so, uh, lucky enough, locally to me, uh, there's Rob Moore and John Pike, um, who are um, long-term 40k players and um, very much into narrative. Know them through the AOS scene, but um, uh, so we use the Vigilus book as a bit of a kickstart to say, "Hey, let's play some games and let's play some games." Um, kind of alongside the main battles if that makes sense so we're not trying to reenact any of the massive scenes we're just fighting those little exploiting the shadows in the corner oh wish i'd said that yeah well you know that's why i'm here mate <laughs> well you're the boss to say things like that <laughs> so i'll so take my cut thank you very much and leave. <laughs> yes cushing right so but i think for me the, the beauty of the book and the beauty of the whole um campaign that we've got there is there's so much detail and yes including the weather but there's so much detail there that you can pick and choose and and because there is that there is a map you know i know it's everybody goes on about maps but for me a map is that ability to love a map place yourself yeah exists exists somewhere exists somewhere that you know exists rather than just say i'm having a space battle in space you're saying I'm having a space battle in this space, and that space exists. It's on a map. You can kind of you can see it, you can touch it, you can, and and it still has shadows in the corners, as we discussed. You know, you can still say, right, here is a city. We know that city exists, but in that city, we don't know we don't know what kind of city it is, or, or maybe we do. But you know, that city's got to have slums. It's got to have the kind of outer urban, the urban to rural interface where you know where you can play with your Normandy. For uh, and terrain, <laughs> it's got the it's got the, the the posh district where you've got the spires probably building slightly more intact, and then it's also got probably some uh, you know the industrial area where you know you've got maybe sort of mechanical buildings and you know Promethean relay pipes and everything like that. So it can really it can really place your battles and allow you a sense of presence within the universe rather than just saying here is a generic wasteland. There are some scattered buildings. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I've got two tall ones, you've got two tall ones, I've got two medium ones, and there's some rubble in the middle. Let's go. Which is, you know, absolutely fine way of playing. But for the way we like to play, um, it, it's very much about that. So, um, and this kind of all came around from uh, an army that I built for... I think it was 750 points, although I was a bit short in the end, for uh, Blood and Glory. Um, it was Friday night. It was indeed. Um, yes. And there were so, LEDs. <laughs> yes. I found a really good place that does red, blue flashing LEDs uh, run off a nine volt that will fit inside the bigger vehicle. So, yes, so I, I made my Arbites, which is, is something I had back in the day. I had a handful of them, painted them, and, and really liked the idea of them. And, and for me to re envisage them um, in the modern game. So, I just, uh, you know, you've got to have some rules. So, I brand them as Scions. So, um, that for me allowed me to have something that everybody could understand and hang it on um, rather than coming at it all custom, which can um it can freak yeah, some people out yeah exactly exactly but once you say it's a proxy thing these are these these are these job done and, and there was nothing complicated particularly like the human dudes were the human dudes and uh, you know the bullard grins with the slab shields were exactly that so it's like right i'm good let's go um so yeah we've been playing a series of games and i think the fun thing is that because we've pulled from the book things like you know there's gene sealer cult elements so we we may have you know, Arbites fighting chaos. Well, we'll roll a, roll on the table, and suddenly some cultists will turn up that are taking advantage of the situation or looking to attack one side just because you know they can overpower it and take a position. Or and and I think that ability that those those external forces, if you like, those non-player characters, if you're doing like a role-play thing, um, they have a role in the story. They don't belong to anyone. Anyone can use them, but they they are part of the story. So they and, and it's almost like living scenery, if that makes sense. They can come to life. And I think for me, having those things, and rather than having to try and explain it, we've all got the book, we've all read it, and we kind of go, yeah, of course it makes sense. They would appear. So um, I think for me, that's um, that's been great fun. And again, a little side, you know, build and paint project for those models. Um, but I think for me, what I decided was um, I wanted to kind of add a bit more beef to my arbites and without adding a, a big tank. I always wanted them to be kind of urban law enforcement, but without, you know, suddenly they get a land raider, which doesn't really make sense. But would be handy uh, but it wouldn't make sense so so for me um i've gone and added some primaris marines awesome. which is yes and what uh what flavor of primaris marines have you added could, right could could this have possibly coincided with the race of shadow spear it could it could it could very much it yes. could and did yes so so again for me it was like how do i weave these guys into my story because i want to make sure that um you kind of feel like uh, you know a full-on space marine chapter are gonna just rock up to a you know a disturbance <laughs> in some hive sprawl somewhere and not actually take much notice of the abites and like yeah thanks very much stand aside we've got this you know hold my beer sort of thing yeah. you are relieved of your command exactly so like that cheesy, me... cheesy moment in 24 who's in charge here i am not anymore <laughs> you're not i'm taking over <laughs> exactly exactly so it, so for me it's just like oh i need i need something that allows them to fight together um so trawling the huge amount of um chapters that we have and successor chapters successor chapters said carefully um I did find something that I found worked for me. We had a good um, old chat about this, didn't we? We did. We did. And, and I think for me, it was... I, so for me, the Vanguard Primaris, which the mini decks that comes in the um, in the box, really just made it perfect that they are these, literally, Vanguard. They are the, the front. They do the special operations. They are the behind-the-lines guys. They are the, the ones that you know hit and run. They are, they're the guys that... You know, snipe and take people out. So f for me, it was like, okay, so these guys, I could definitely see that they would 
um, they would want to understand when they came into a situation because they're Vanguard again, they're not coming in with um, Dunderhawk gunships and all of the all of the land raiders. They're literally coming in kind of hot, fast. They need to get this job done and they need to get out. So actually, intel on the ground, local knowledge makes perfect sense that they would then work alongside team up or get the knowledge from well it's it's very it's very alpha legiony isn't it you kind yes. of you know it's almost like um working via proxy i think we've discussed was kind of having like a a space marine who might meet up with a with a an arbitre's commander to kind of say right go and find this out for me because i'm a massive space marine i can't cruise into a cafe and chat to that guy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're not going to have snitches on the ground, are they? They're not yeah. going to have people placed there. So, so I think for me, um, it kind of made sense to sort of have Raven Raven Guard as my starting point. But it soon got down. I found uh, Dusk Raptors succession chapter, um, um, and although uh, their core of their forces is actually assault marines, which we don't kind of have as such with Primaris at the moment. Um, Obviously, a lot of the Primaris use grab shoots and stuff like that. So I think I think it, it felt fine that kind of overlap and would make sense that what I was looking to run, which is you know pretty much just the box set Shadow Spear, would kind of overlap and, and roll into that. But also the nice thing for me was I like the idea of adding an assassin, and and they have um, historically got a very close association with the assassin. So for me, it was just like great that ticks all my boxes and i even like the color scheme so it's like a winner it was good that's ideal because i think finding a space marine chapter is one of those things it's i guess it's like you know picking which university you go to or, <laughs> or something like, you know is it you want to you want to try them all you want to go visit them all and then uh and then decide go, which one but, you're going to but going to university might end up being a bit cheaper probably then buy, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uk uh, tuition fee lols you know um but yeah so um you know finding i, I remember when i started my primaris i was you know trying to work out what chapter i wanted to do them in and i still to this day wonder whether i chose the right one because i've been tempted to do some sons of Mag- uh, no, i'm doing some sons of Medusa. tempted to do some uh, red scorpions uh, to take advantage of the fact that uh, administratum grey spray exists, or mechanica standard grey rather, um, but uh, I just love those little green fellas. So it does. It pays to get it right. It pays to think long and hard about what chapter you're going for and find one that really resonates with you. So it could be the law, or it could be the paint scheme, or it could be the fact that it suits their chapter tactics, suits the style of army, which I feel is probably where you've come in. You've kind of thought you're looking for a a stealth focused chapter but probably one that also fits up an easier paint scheme yes yeah that was that was two things i mean uh, as as much as i think it actually flip, it flips the other way that although you would look at space marine and think they're quite simple components and shapes in them but actually painting them is really quite tricky because they are simple smooth shapes to actually get definition on those and you can spend a long time you know and obviously um but so for me it was just like oh i don't want to necessarily dive into that hole because i'm not sure where this is going i got you know for me the fact that my abilities were in trouble i was losing out to john's iron hand so it's like right i'm going to get some support so what's on hand is this box set right and they make sense and i find a chapter that fits so for me i think all those things kind of knitted together nicely but yeah in the same way and I think I think the other thing as well, and I, I know I know there's two ways of looking at this, but for me personally, I feel that Vanguard Space Marines would need to be have some form of camo or color scheme to them to allow them to work within their environment. I think if we if you look at any kind of elite forces, they always have the ability to um, drop their uniforms or change how they look to suit what the environment they're in and what they need to do. I totally get it when you've got, you know, a thousand space Marines going across the battlefield, you know, you're not going to hide them if they're all in olive drab. So you might as well be your chapter color and stand high and proud and and do it. I, I just think for me, the Vanguard, and again, that was another little tick box on my thing that 
does my chapter allow me to appear to have a urban look to them which is you know grays and yellows and a kind of burnt orange the, the other the other problem and i say problem in, in the best possible way is um the uh, shin pads for the dust raptors are um, this kind of flame orange fade on them um, and that's because a very famous battle where they got helped out by legion of the damned okay uh, and it kind of recognizes the help by how they're painted so that does smell a little bit like I might need to get some of them now. <laughs> oh dear! I reckon you could you could do some pretty cool conversions of them because the old models are the old models are all right, but I've seen some pretty sweet conversions. Yes, yeah, I've seen some Primaris ones, and yeah, just so so yeah, so that's 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 probably not going to happen soon, but um, it, it's there. You know what I mean? You just kind of, and especially in a narrative sense, you could just say. Um, well, okay. Um, it's all gone, Pete Tong. It's turn two. Um, really, you know, we got the balance wrong, or we're just telling this story and this story's finished. Why don't I just see if I can save these last two dudes with the Legion turning up? And you, the other player would surely say, Yeah, that's fine. And these two guys get to run off while held back by these, you know, spectres and. And that would be a great way of filling the last hour. And so I think for me, I'm quite, quite like the idea of having a few of those in the box. Yeah, definitely. Definitely scope for a bit of a, that's, that's what I like about the um, Imperium is that you, and I know that it's kind of sneered at slightly in competitive, you know, the soup Starless. But actually yeah. when, when you're playing at a slightly different level, not that kind of uber competitive, then soup doesn't really matter. And soup makes sense. You know, if you have some Imperial Militia or Arbites or something like that backed up by some Primaris forces, and then maybe, you know, as your campaign goes along, you know, stuff really goes down and you get, uh, you maybe you bring some custodies in or you add a knight or two. And I don't know. I just like, I like the flexibility it gives you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you do. You always have to have that conversation, you know. Uh, you know, what, what, how are you looking to expand? And if one person's suddenly going horde and the other person's just got a tank, then that's not going to work out. But I think, but, but you can make it you can, if you have those com- conversations about how how is it going to work. And I think that's the the key to narrative. So, so yeah, so that's what I've been working on: uh, expanding the Arbites, introducing the Dust Raptors. Um, and playing some games to see what happens next. So, awesome! Do you want to know what I've been up to? Tell me, tell me. I've been stealthily making some Renegade Guard. Oh, cheeky monkey! I know. <laughs> I know. So with um, with the Renegade Knights. So I was at Heat uh, Age of Sigma Heat Two um, over the weekend as yeah. the new trailer dropped, and I watched the night trailer in in the evening in my hotel room, and I got thinking. But I've got all those Blackstone Fortress Renegade Guard because I bought a couple of uh, a couple of sets of the, or just more than a couple, a couple of sets of uh, those Renegade yeah. Guard. So I've got a whole bunch of Renegade Guard. I've got nice. a bit a bits box full of um, you know Cadian and various miscellaneous um, Astro Militarum bits from uh, a couple of previous armies. I've got a whole bunch of Death Corps of Krieg models uh, from nice. from that army. So I might use some of the like um, you know heavy artillery and stuff. Nice. And I just thought that would be cool. A renegade guard army using the modern plastics. Use a couple of the sort of heavy heavy artillery pieces from, from the Krieg set. And then add in some big stompy uh, Chaos Titans when they arrive. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. It's, it's interesting because uh, one of the armies that Rob's using in the in the campaign is renegades. Ah. And... and uh, it's i mean they're squishy is a very squishy thing however the abilities and the psychic level that you can introduce makes them really flavorful i mean they did like i say you they need waves of them but but you can still yeah it was really good it was really good and i i think yeah the addition of some artillery to do some heavy lifting so what artillery pieces have you got Oh, um, I think I've got a couple of uh, basilisk cannons. What are they called? Earthshaker cannons. 
are they the ones with the like four wheels? Yes. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're yeah. So so they're all they're all the kind of gun carriages. Nice. The kind of World War World War One style artillery. I think I've got a couple of Earth Shakers, which is a basilisk cannon, and I think I've got a couple of Medusa uh, carriages as well. Wow. Yeah. No. Nice. Nice. So how many how many troops boots on the ground will you have? Oh, I, I, do you know what? I need to count them up. I'll do a bit of a count up over the weekend and uh, yeah. put them in squads and stuff. But I think I, I've got enough for a platoon, I think. I think yeah. I'd like to go for, you know, a command squad of sorts. Although the new command squad, the command models that are coming out for Blackstone Fortress, the, the next expansion, which has been talked about before, um, yeah. they would be ideal. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw those, um, you know, up for pre-orders soon, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've not not had a 40k flavored release. um, I was going to say for a while, but then we've had all the chaos ones. Um, It just feels like the past couple of weeks have been very AOS heavy. Isn't it funny how things have changed that, you know, two weeks without an actual massive drop. It's literally literally (laughs) only been two weeks, hasn't it? It's been been ages. When are they going to concentrate on 40k? This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what my, what can i buy i can't buy anything i know oh trust me we can um so yeah so i'm gonna I, you know I, I, i'm gonna get them all out tonight and i'm gonna plan an army i'm gonna plan an army I'm gonna get my index out brilliant gonna, um yeah plan a little army yeah no that sounds great and i think i've just I been think... building for now yeah building and converting making a few doing a few arm swaps head swaps and things like that to have a bit of variety in there nice so can you still get a um, kind of Chaos or Grins? Is that still when the... I've got some of those from Forge World. <sighs> yeah. The ones with the kind of hood heads. Yes. Yeah. And all the, all the flasks on their back. and. Yeah, buddy. Have you got the dude with the uh, big drillers of the champion dude? I would have to check my cupboard of shame to see <laughs> what, what exists underneath no, there. No, nice, nice. Again, uh, it, it goes back to what we said earlier on. I think you know when you've got a, a horde of humans to have these ogrins, you know, head and shoulders, and the rest <laughs> stood above them. Oh yeah, definitely makes it just makes it look good. And, and this, they is, are, this is definitely going to be like a combat as well. They are they are pretty impressive. Um, it's not it's not an army that I think will you know dominate the top tables. Um, but this is definitely going to be an army for me that is all about you know converting. Uh, you know, doing some cool army, uh, some cool uh, models, and just and just enjoying uh, on like a you know a casual game, just d- doing a proper like hobby army because it's it's quite easy to get stuck into that kind of you know when you listen to some of the more competitively focused co- podcasts and they say you know this is good and this is rubbish and then you, and then you look at your your list of models and you think oh but I really like those it's actually well not everything has to be top tier you know you can still enjoy playing at a, a slightly different level. Yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, exactly. I think I think for me that's where how what missions you play and how you play them. Um, you know, if you think the other thing you can do is you know you can say to somebody, let's have a game. Uh, you've got top tier, I haven't. We'll tell you what, you have half the amount of stuff, and let's see how close that goes. Yeah, I think half, it's, it's, half might be a bit extreme, but yeah, you're right. Or maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you, um, your command, your stratagems cost 150. percent Yeah, something like that. Yeah, play, play, just play, play with it, and just see how, and see. I think the the game has got a lot more flex in it, if you like, and and also, you know, there's that there's that whole thing. It's like, okay, well, you're so much better than me, but. Um, I'm actually in cover and you've got to spend a turn across open ground. Well, good luck against those cannons and we'll see what's left. Yeah. Okay, what left might be enough to finish you off, but suddenly that's a closer game than being fair. So I, I think for me, um, I, I, you know me, it's always got to be the models and the background and the story of them first, you know, and I'm happy to take the losses just to push them around the table and have a fun, really. It's definitely, it's definitely, you know, three ways to play and you can kind of approach the hobby in whichever way works best for you. So just talk about here, actually, uh, we'll talk about ways to play. Um, there is something that's come from my games with the guys whereby what might have started as an objective. So I'll, I'll give you an example. First game, um, what happened was we uh, a, a lost engineer um, 
was on somewhere in the rubble of this city. We were looking for it and John's Iron Hands were looking for it. And basically we had blips that were in the rubble. Uh, you got close to the blip, but basically it was readouts on your all spec scanners and it was like, oh, it could be something here. You go and check it out. You rolled the dice. I've it, seen enough just, science fiction films to know that blip is not an objective, it's a monster. <laughs> yes. We exactly. all know it's some horrendous tyrannid monster. <laughs> it's gonna eat everyone, Steve. We know where this narrative is going. So, you ain't pulling that wall over our eyes. So John got enough people out there. He found the guy. So suddenly, technically, you know, under the rules, I'd lost the game. Mm. However, in a separate side fight, my riot truck had got right up close to his warpsmith. The bull grins came out, and I have a, a an agreement with my other player that if they club anybody to death, as per the rules, they don't. They just knock him unconscious, and then they put him under arrest. And they go back for questioning. You know, it's the police. So they actually got out, clubbed the guy, and chucked him in the back of the the uh, the riot truck. And suddenly, that was my objective to get him off the table. So technically, John had won, but actually, we suddenly had this whole other little mini story to sort out. And that actually led on to what happened in the next game, which is they want to get him back. So, so for me, I think what you have there is the, you've got to just have that flexibility of saying, oh, well, I've lost that. Well, it did technically, but, you know, maybe our next game is actually we, we've, we've somehow follow you to where you are and it's an attack game where we're going to try and get him back from you. So it's what, what, what happens on the table can absolutely lead to another game. And that may mean, you know, you swap models, you swap armies even, maybe that story changes completely. Um, but I think if you can if you can keep your eyes open to what's happening on the table, that's where the narrative comes from. We didn't make anything up. We didn't say, well, let's pretend that this guy got arrested. No, he, he on the table, rolled the dice, took him down, got him in the truck, rolled enough for a <laughs> rum roll, my advance roll to get off the table in the last turn. Result. So I think I think for me that's um that's another way of balancing the outcome without having to balance the armies that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah so when do you think your um your project will be on the table well why don't we why don't we meet up at one world and have a little battle let's set set a date yes. a, day, a day's gaming a yes. little ashes of the imperium warhammer trip Warhammer world trip and uh yes your renegade i think your um arbites and your um and my raptors and your raptors yep my just raptors against yeah against the renegades yeah no, that sounds good absolutely yeah let's do it we'll have, we might have to find something to uh see again this is how it happens dan and i'm blaming you completely yeah go so for it. it's, it's, it's like that sounds like a great game maybe i need something to take on a night what i think you, you would need to take have something to take on a night considering that i have currently four and another two in in their boxes <laughs> ready right. to be converted there we go then so you know, off I go to the... <laughs> off you go to a Games to Workshop to shop, buy yeah. some more toys. <laughs> yes. uh, but again, for me, that's that's so much fun rather than saying what's um, what's optimal. It's like, you know, and you can spin that into a story, no problem. You just say, um, we've had uh, in, intels come in that we've got these knights moving in with a renegade guard right, we're going to pull together this ragtag force now. you just got to try and stop them. You can't kill them all, but you're just going to try and stop. I've got to take down two of the knights or something to, to reduce them down until, you know, reinforcements can arrive. Um, what have we got? What have we got that we could we could pull in and use? And, and for me, then suddenly it's like, all right, so maybe it could be something older. Maybe it's something more, you know, does it something the dust raptors would have maybe it's a bit of a long stretch so where might that house might that come from maybe maybe it's a museum piece that some sort of ancient archaeotech yeah that they've uncovered yeah the last ditch attempt yeah and it's some ruined museum piece that they get working just for this last so i don't know so i think for me that that becomes the fun of list building of army building so yeah definitely we'll do that mate happy days so we were going to talk a little bit about some of our scenery projects yes we were 
We kind of touched on scenery earlier, didn't we? Yes. Yes, a little bit. Um, but I know you've got some table plans. And I think so. I think one of the things we were we touched about, which is obviously not everything has to be um, a city. Um, but I think you were talking about some scrapyard type yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was thinking of doing like a an orc scrapyard. So... I've bought a couple of those um, orc barricades off eBay, the ones that come with um, uh, speed freaks. Yep, nice. And I've also got a while ago, like several years ago, Games Workshop did some some things called orc barricades, and they were sort of fence sized things, okay, uh, mixed up of like crashed orc vehicles and kind of orky glyphs. And so I'm just going to do sort of, sort of a scrapyard themed board, um, and uh, get a couple of those orc mech you know, workshops or something like that. Yep. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. I think I think for me that gives you um, plenty of little cover and big cover. That means it's still you know a practical fighting space. No one has to trudge across four foot of, of bowling green. Yeah, and I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna combo it with some uh, you know blue foam or expanding foam kind of rock formations because the the barricades and rubble cover gives a lot of kind of uh small cover as you say like you know kind of uh container sized cover yeah um, and then i'm gonna i'm gonna mount one of the sets on the kind of mdf uh like bases to kind of make it like almost area terrain so have have a few bits that are just kind of terrain that i can uh, place around a few yep. bits who are kind of like you know citadel wood sized area terrain yep and then uh, a few of them uh, kind of as uh, like rock formations for a bit of line of sight blocking as well. Yeah, nice. So that's what I've got planned. What about you, Steve? Um, so I've been getting a lot of use out of Gary's Firebase, um, reconfiguring it for different uses because obviously it's a block-based component thing that's all magnetized, um, so you can just clip it together in different shapes. Um, but I think what that's done is... Um, I had a Saturday game with Rob and we ended up doing a rolling road type mission. Um, and at that stage, I, I actually just printed out some A3, some bits of tarmac and we used those. Um, but I think it was so much fun having, we, we come up with a kind of clever mechanic and that um, it, it wasn't the fact that you just drove off one end and off the other. It, it was the difference between the speeds of the vehicles, if that made sense. So you could try and ram people or if you took damage, obviously, because vehicles now take damage in 40K, that reduced your speed. So things that were taking damage were slowing down and being caught up from the people behind. And then we had gangers in front on this rolling road that were coming in and kind of squashing our heroes in the middle. Um, and then as it was a rolling road, we then had obviously things like rubble and barricades in the road that moved down the table. Um, which were obviously fairly hideous if you managed to ro- drive into them. So um, that was great fun. So I want to do something that's not lots of bits of A3 stuck on a piece of board. So um, the plan will be to I've, – I've had in the cupboard and not had – because it cost me a fortune back in the day. I don't know if you ever remember it. They were called uh, Zizzy Silicon Mats. No. So this is before mouse mats, when at the time your other chop, the other option was just those plain green folded cloths. Yeah. So this came out, and it's a slightly textured, sort of rubberized silicon. This sounds mat. horrible. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a bit clammy. Oh, yes. I don't like it already. <laughs> no, it's, it has a clammy feel to it, and it's it, yes, it's um. Yeah, I won't go into the details, but um, they're not a nice texture. They're a bit clammy and nasty. But um, the nice thing is I've got it. It's grey. Um, so what I'm going to do Do you, pa- do you is, paint them? As you in, paint them, yeah. You, yeah. This is weird. You need to put you need to put, put a picture of this on our Twitter on Instagram. Yes, I will. I will. The texture is probably the difference of a couple of mil at minimum to maximum. So it's not huge. It is really nice. Um but it, 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 I say, it, 
it, it, it, they become a bit ripply around the edges so they're not perfect but the good thing is i've got it it's cost you know i, I don't have to buy something new um and what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh, mask and tape it up sponge in some white lines down the middle and suddenly i've got a road so i think um and the, the roads that we did for our game we ended up to two things one because it looked cool secondly it also held down the edges of the bits of paper oh, yeah <laughs> is we put um the firebase walls that we got from gary's set um so we ended up with this kind of fighting in a in a trough and what it really meant is there was no place to go if you got pushed into the wall you got pushed into the wall so that looked kind of cool so um uh, rob came up with most of the rules but we've ended up calling it wall street crash <laughs> very good <laughs> yes that's why rob's good work there but i think for me so i think yeah we definitely want to do more that and i think we'll make it a wider road than a3 wide so it, it and it definitely feels like a club night kind of bring a couple of vehicles let's mad max it up um, we should uh we should get you and rob on the on the next episode or something and talk yeah. about the game yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll keep that stum so we can talk about that later. But yeah, so um, and I think the other thing is um, just story wise. Uh, and again, I think this is where you try and be flexible about bringing the story to life rather than just doing my army stuff. So from the next game, which is on Monday, um, John dug out his space wolves, which are obviously. Um, present and in action on Vigilus. And he kind of said, oh, could we bring those along? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, yeah, I can't really see the Dust Raptors kicking off with those guys. But suddenly, because we've had a few games with these skirmish elements with the um, Gene Sealer Colt going on, and in one of the games we actually had some sort of gangers that were involved, it was like, okay, well, I'll just play the gangers and Gene Sealer Colt against your space wolves it's like okay that's fine oh, that makes sense yeah so it's not you know i'm still going to get a game i'm still going to be playing the game i'm not necessarily advancing my army but i'm advancing the story if you like um and from that it was just like well where else can we play you know because they're space wolves and he's got ice spacing it was like well i've got a nice mat i've got some snowy trees and bits and pieces so dig your head in the book and then we've got Kylax Plain, which is a polar region on Vigilus, which has got these uh, mining stations on. So immediately for me, it was just like, brilliant. That's it. It's a mining station. Genesis uh, Cop taken over. Space Wolves going to go and sort it out. Space Wolves are actually a little bit further north from there, but it makes no problem. You know, it, for me, it's like no problem. They'll send a party down to sort out what's going on. Um, I've got a bit of railway track, so railway track can go down on the table. My train that I made for a, another story. So again, you love me, a train, think, don't you? Yeah, a bit of soft spot. I blame my dad, massive model railway nut for forever. So, um, but yeah, so I think I think for me, suddenly that whole thing's kicked off through a number of kind of seeds. John wants his space wolves. We've got some protagonists ready to go. The book's given us a location and it's given us a reason why I've got some bits of terrain or, you know, in the past, you know, I've gone out and made a thing or, you know, um, an objective marker or, a, you know, a special piece of scenery or found something, a toy, kid's toy. But you just never throw that stuff away because it's always great to have in the box. So that it's just like, we just need something snowy that does this. What about this? Brilliant. Let's use it. So I think think um so yeah so i think we're kind of keen for that to show perhaps um you know the gc cult are definitely going to be kind of um sniping at him on the way in then he's going to have to dig him out so it's very much we're going to use the blips it's going to be very much a um uh, a, you know, a strategic game but still very much a, there's, there's no lining up either side ready steady go let's do sure, it sure sure it's a, a dynamic game with lots of changes in it yeah yeah Sweet. exactly sounds amazing so what we'll do is we'll get some uh, we'll get some pictures of uh of these games on our on our twitter and our instagrams and facebooks and stuff like that um, yep. and we'll also uh try and get um try and get an episode done where where you talk about talk about the game and, and the rules you've made up because other and, and we'll share the rules as well so if people want to play similar rules um we'll, we'll put them up as well if, if you're keen yeah absolutely no that'd be great 
Right, well, I think we'll leave it there. Um, we'll, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where, uh, how wrong we are with our predictions. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, listeners can point and laugh and say, no, you were wrong. It was obviously Zotes. <laughs> Steve didn't try hard enough. Steve did not try hard enough. Story of your life. Try harder, Steve. <laughs> um, so uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll leave it there. Steve, if people want to hear uh, from you and, and tune into your mad narrative ideas, how can they get hold of you? You can find me on Twitter, and that's at TinRacerSteve. Brilliant. And I am at DangerMouse425. But most importantly, the podcast itself is at AOTI, so that's Ashes of the Imperium, AOTI40K on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to get hold of us um, via email, we are ashesoftheimperium at gmail.com. Feel free to email us about anything. Uh, send us uh, pictures. We can share them. Uh, send us list examples. We can talk about them. Uh, all sorts of things. Uh, so, Steve, thank you very much for joining me and uh, join me in wishing the listeners a happy hobbying weekend. Cheers, Dan. Yeah, and everyone have a good time. Bye.